Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A Christmas Carol, The Rude Retelling, read by Brian Harvey. If you're offended easily, then this isn't the Christmas story for you. Part 2 Shut the fuck up, yelled Scrooge, as he searched for his key, warning the kids in his street that he was home and that they should go and play elsewhere. He fumbled with the key, being the old man that he is, but finally slotted it into the hole. As he turned the key in the lock, the face of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, appeared on his large knocker. Holy shit, yelled Scrooge. He closed his eyes and looked again to see the large knocker he had known before. Surely it was some bad food or drink from the tavern, or his mind playing tricks on him. Marley was dead. Dead as a fucking doornail, to be precise. Plus you can't have a knocker turn into a face. He turned the key and quickly headed upstairs. What explanation could there be for seeing his dead partner's face in the dim light of his house? Light was expensive after all. He checked each room, still startled from what he saw in his doorway. He carried his sole candle with him as he looked behind curtains and under his bed, much like a mum would do for their child who was certain monsters lived in his closet. Satisfied he was safe, he closed his door and locked himself in. He put on his dressing gown, slippers and nightcap before sitting down to take his gruel, which he'd warmed on the fire. He sat close to that fire so as to warm himself through. It was a small fire. For Scrooge, it was a tight ass, but just enough to keep him warm. He couldn't concentrate on his gruel. The face of Marley was still in his mind and the fright of seeing his partner seven years dead that night. As he finished his gruel, he left his fire to go out, said a final bar fucking humbug for the day and headed off to his bed. He tossed and turned in his sheets for what seemed like hours, but only minutes passed. The bells in the clocks began to ring in his house. For fuck's sake, thought Scrooge, this is all he needed. Then, in a sudden moment, they stopped. What followed, a sound he could only describe as clanking as if someone was dragging a heavy chain up his stairs. Bah, fucking humbug, yelled Scrooge, now wishing his nightgown wasn't a white colour, but instead of brown, just in case he got so scared. That moment nearly came, as through his door and into his room came a ghost. A ghost he instantly recognised, 
it was the same face he'd seen downstairs on his knocker. I know him, yelled Scrooge, as if he was on a game show. It's Marley's ghost. He pulled his sheets up and shut his eyes, shook his head as if to remove the ridiculous fault from his brain. But when he opened his eyes, there stood Marley's ghost, just as clear as before. Marley's body was transparent, you know, because he was a ghost. But yet he was still dressed as Scrooge had always known him. He was carrying chains made of stills wrapped around his waist and trailing long behind him. Scrooge took a moment before loudly exclaiming, What the fuck? A question we can all agree would be first on our lips. How? What? Why? He missed just who, when and where, for he knew the answers to those. What do you want with me, Marley? He asked, trying to sound brave and hide how shit scared he was. Much was the short answer Marley gave. A lot of use. Who are you? Followed up Scrooge, now unsure he knew the answer. Ask me who I was. Came again the answer from Marley. Somehow a less useful answer than before. But Scrooge was too scared to argue. Who were you? In life, I was your partner. Jacob Marley. No shit, Sherlock, at this stage, right? He's dead, replied Scrooge, now more defiantly than before. Seven years this night. Why do you come here, Jacob? Puzzled Scrooge. You don't believe in me, do you, Ebenezer? Said Marley, avoiding the question until Scrooge could be certain this wasn't a bad dream. Scrooge explained, I don't know. You could be an undigested bit of beer. Blot of mustard. A crumb of cheese. There is more of gravy than of grave about you. A lion he would no doubt have been more proud of had he had not been saying it to a ghostly figure of his dead business partner. But Scrooge began to accept what was happening. Marley grabbed his chains and shook them to make a horrifying clanking noise once more. Scrooge dropped to his knees, now fully accepting, and begged for mercy while asking once more, Why do you come here, Jacob? This time, Marley gladly granted him an answer in his spookiest voice. I have to. During their life, every person should let their spirit travel and enjoy. If you cannot do so during life, then you're condemned to do so after death. I walk this earth unlike I did in life, but this time with these chains for company forged by my way. Scrooge looked confused, so Marley clarified. In life, I was evil and shut out the world. Now I have to travel it, but with the burden of all my sins. Make sense now? 
Scrooge looked more certain in what Marley was saying, wondering why he'd made it so complicated before. Marley continued, This chain is heavy and long, but yours is heavier and much longer. Words that no man wanted to hear in that context. Scrooge, destroyed by the news, begged Marley for answers. Jacob, oh Jacob, speak comfort to me. I cannot, Ebenezer, but I do bring you a chance. You will be haunted by three spirits. Vodka, rum, and gin. A tumbleweed passed between them, and Marley plowed ahead. You will be haunted by three ghosts. Without their visit, you cannot hope to avoid the same path as me. The first will be with you tomorrow. When the bell tolls one. Selfishly, Scrooge asked, Can I not take them all at once and have it over? Perhaps he didn't understand the kind of offer of help, or he was just too stuck in his old ways of having things how he wanted. Marley, unwilling to take any more of Scrooge's shit, started to retreat while saying, My time is up. The spirits will visit each night at the same hour. Learn from my lessons and avoid the same path as me. With those words, he left. Scrooge looked at the clock. It struck twelve. He went to the window to see the darkness of night over London. Bah! Fucking humbug. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.